Good evening, good evening, Baltimore. Hezekiah L. Montgomery, host of Man in the Mirror, and soon to be on Michelle Johnson, our co-host. You know, it's been a long day for everybody. She will be on shortly, but this is not Friday night, which many of you think that know that the show is on, but it's Thursday night, because once in a while we have to go back and forth because, you know, because of scheduling, but that's okay. But for my listening audience, our regular show is on Friday nights from 9 to 10 um, on Man in the Mirror. And tonight, we I'm asking a question, and this question will be, will you be revoked from heaven? And I'll put that question out there again. Will you be revoked from heaven? Um, If you have any questions or comments tonight, you can call in at 917-889-2271. Again, that's 917-889-2271. And we will begin this episode of Will You Be Revoked from Heaven with Prayer. Dear Grace and Heavenly Father, we just bow down as humble servants, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for lying down, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for waking us up to a day we've never seen before, Lord. And thanking you for just loving us. Thank you, Lord, for dying on a cross for our sins. Thank you, Lord, that we are in the world, but we are not of the world. That nothing that you you have given us can be revoked from us, Lord. But things that are in the world can be, Lord. So please just bless those who are listening to the show, Lord. Bless those who are listening to the show on demand, Lord. And continue to bless man, the man in the mirror ministry. We will never fail to give you all glory, honor, and praise. We ask all these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Again, tonight's show is entitled, Will You Be Revoked from Heaven? Um, If you have any questions or comments, again, please press the number one on your phone. If you're listening in, you can go to the chat room, and we will um, be in there. You know, Michelle will monitor the chat room when she pops pops in. But, you know, tonight we're going to just have a discussion or I may be asking questions or putting questions out there, and then I'll answer them. I'll go into the Word and listen to what is really going on about, you know, revocation. That was a new word that I actually learned. It's called revocation. And a little about tonight's show. A few weeks ago, I overheard a young lady talking about a young man in her place of appointment. As she watches, this young man is being detained for something he did and is trying to get his life together. She said his privileges are about to be revoked. I asked her why, you know, just me being me. She said because he's truly not trying to get his life together. I thought to myself, well, maybe there's a deeply embedded issue that he hasn't dealt with and his actions are demonstrated. The Bible says in Proverbs, out of the heart comes the issues of life. So if you know me and you know what came to my mind, what if God revoked us as Christians every time we messed up? I did I did a little study, just a little, and found out if you know already that in the prison system is known for revoking sentences when parolees come before them. It's like you're you're on, it's like if you're on your way to heaven and someone pulls the plug from under you and you find out that you've been turned down. You've been revoked. What do you do? So that is what tonight's show, tonight's show is about is what do you do if you've been revoked? Now, the Bible, and we'll, I have a few scriptures that I'm going to actually tell and talk about or just mention for those who are listening. You can always go back and listen again. But what do we do if we've been revoked? Because many times we, you know, we, we many times we try to see what's going on, but then we can't figure out what's going on. And so we will have to actually go under the direction of the Bible so we know what's going on in our lives. Um, Excuse me, but we're having a little difficulty right now. 
little technical difficulty, but I will fix that. Give me one second. But again, the word says a lot about being revoked. And I looked up the definition about revoked. Hello, Michelle. Can't hear you. Can you you hear? I can hear you now. Okay, I'm here. (laughs) Good. We were actually talking about um, what I mentioned to the listening audience about being revoked. And, you know, I'll read it again, you know, so we can, you know, just to recap. And I said a few weeks ago, I overheard a young lady talking about a man in her place of employment. This young man is being detained for something that he did for, you know, that he did, and he's trying to get his life together. She, She said his privileges are about to be revoked. And I asked her why. She said because he's truly not trying to get his life together. I thought to myself, well, maybe there's a deeply embedded issue that he hasn't dealt with. And his actions are demonstrated. The Bible says in Proverbs, out of the heart comes the issues of life. And I thought to myself, what if God revoked us as Christians every time we messed up? I did a little study, just a, a little, and I found out that you don't, if you don't know already, that the prison system is known for revoking sentences when parolees come before them. Now, it's like you're on your way to heaven. If someone pulls a plug from under you and you find out that you've been turned down, revocation has taken place, you've been revoked. Now what do you do? And I looked up the word revoked, and the re- word revoked means put it into the validity or operation, a decree, a decision, or a promise. The men appealed, and the sentence was, as we talked about, was revoked. So there's a lot of that going on right now. And I, I did a little, another study. I looked at information. And revocation in man's eyes is something that doesn't really exist. You know, man does not want you to be revoked. Man doesn't want to allow revocation. Man wants to keep you under his thumb. And the issue I have is, is what if God did that? Now, I did find a scripture that says something different, Michelle. But what if God did that? What would, how would you feel if you're trying to get your life together and you go before the master and the master says, well, that decision has been revoked? I guess I feel pretty bad because... Uh... If Jesus turns you away, where else are you going to go? Exactly. Now, if Jesus turns you away, that's a good question. Where are you going to go? Man is going to always turn you away because man likes to think he's large and in charge, but doesn't really know that God is in charge, you know, that Jesus is in charge of everything that happens to us. But when I, it just, it just, I was just devastated to hear someone say, well, you know, just because I'm in a better situation than you, you keep it up, you're going to be revoked. We got to remember, we're, we are just here. We are, we are just here as, you know, we're people. Every, everyone's a person. We make mistakes in life. And if God turned us away every time he made, we made mistakes, then we would never be able to make it. That's why Jesus came. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the light. No man comes unto the Father except through me. But man makes it like that, hey, there's no way you can make it in this world. There's no way you're going to make it to heaven because because you're not good enough. You're not great enough. But that's not, you know, when we make these mistakes in our lives, when we make mistakes with our mothers, our fathers, our sisters, and brothers, there's always forgiveness. But in today's society, we're thinking about, okay, I'm trying to get, we all, as Christians, we are all trying to make it to heaven. We are trying to get our life together that regardless of what goes on in our life, we can ask for forgiveness, we can get our life together. 
But if God was so thug and hardcore that he said, no, there's no revocation. And as Nichelle said, no one will be able to make it. But and uh, I think it's a shame that, you know, how society is on those who are in the system, how society is. And, and you don't even have to be in you can be in and you can be in prison outside in society. Continue to keep you in a place try while well, they try to. But people will continue to try to keep you in a place in your life that was your past. So they're giving no revocation. They're not, you know, they're not letting you be revoked. They're keeping you in a man-made institution outside the institution. You don't even have to be there because, you know, life, they're not giving that life of revocation. But, but I look, I wrote something in um, the uh, let me find it. Here it go. I wrote something in the event page. I looked up a little statistic, and it says United States, the United States federal probation and supervised release are imposed at sentencing. It has been ruled that the population power does not, the probation power does not unconstitutionally encroach. Release cases were closed by the by the violation of which 70% were revoked for supervised release revocation, resulting in him being sentenced to prison, meaning that there was no revocation. You know, 74% is a lot. If we look at these percent, 72%, you know, were revoked um, in a year. This was, I think it was like uh 2016, 2015, this, this, um, I got this information for. So, in other words, your revocation is not there. They just say, hey, we're going to revoke you. You can't go back. You can't go back out of society. So, my question is again, you know, for the listening audience, for those who will listen to this, I want you to think. Think about your life. Think about the way you were the way you're, where you're going right now in your life now, what you're doing in your life right now. You know, are you on that right path? You know, I talk to people every day and I try to encourage them. You know, I try to make them think. Are you on that right path in your life right now that if something would happen to you today or tomorrow, you never know, you know, would your path, would your passage to heaven be revoked because if you, you know, many people, and I'm sure are trying to do what's right, those who are, in a, you know, in the system or in the worldly system or in the whatever you're going through in life, someone is putting, you know, someone's keeping you in that place in your life where you're trying to say, okay, that's done. I'm trying to move on. You know, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to make it. I'm trying to live a better life. But many times we keep people, the system keeps people, but, you know, the system keeps people in a place where there's no revocation in their life. You know, so I want you to think, you know, we've all had, the Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. God gives us that Christ, you know, in a, um, everyone knows John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whomsoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But a lot of people forget about 17, God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. That's revocation, you know. That's revocation, you know, and it's finest, that the world through him might be saved. So as we're, you know, as we're going through this thing we call life, because we all go through it, you know, things happen. You know, you know, we we want to know that at the end, or at that one part in our life when we finally get there, that God, we will be able to go before God, and He will say, "Well done, thou good and faithful servant." Those are the words we all want to hear. I know those are the words I want to hear. We don't want to hear, 
that were were revoked. So I'm just putting this out there, you know, as something to make you think. Will it happen? I'll let you think about that. But this is a question, you know, sometimes we have to think about what are we going through in life when we listen to people say stuff like that? Do we cheer them or, yeah, 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 we know, you know, we you need to be revoked. You know, you're not trying to get your life together. Well, what if the shoe was on the other foot? What if that was up? Well, we want some mercy. The word says his mercy are new every morning. Well, we want some mercy. Maybe we're having a bad day. Maybe, you know, things weren't going right in our life, but you're just trying to say there, there is no way a person can change. We have to realize that people do change, but we can't change people in the show, can we? Absolutely not, but God can. Right. God can do the changing, but many times we try to change people, and that gets, that can be very tiresome. That can truly be, you know, that can truly be very tiresome because what we're doing, we're trying to change them. We're trying to, as Michelle said, we're trying to change the person that only God can do it. And one of my favorite verses is, man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. When someone has gone through so much in life, when they're going through their transitions in life, when they're trying to make it, and it seems like everywhere they excuse me, everywhere they everywhere they turn, there's no revocation. Everywhere they turn, no one wants to give them a chance. Everywhere they turn, it's almost like there's no hope. But God, um, God is the one that says we, you know, what if God was like everyone else? There would be no hope for any of us. Because if he was like your boss, who your boss who you may not can't stand, and every time you go to boss, he ain't got no good news. Every time you go to your boss, you know it's like you can't do anything right. Every time you go to that boss, you're trying to get a raise. They don't want to give you that raise. You know you're doing everything right, but they don't want to give you that raise. So these are the things we have to think about in life. That you know that's the question. You know, when you hear people, what do you do? Do you, you know, Bible, the, the word says pray without ceasing. Do you pray for that person that maybe people will see him and see him or her in a better light? Because none of us will want to go up to that proly gates, as they say. And, you know, we want to see our name in that book of life. We don't want to see the word revoked or you're not, you know, you can't come in or, you know, you're going to be, you know, you're going to, you know, you're, you know, you're going to, um, you're going to go to hell. No one wants to hear that. I'm just, pre- you know, you know, I'm just going to say the truth because we got to realize that, you know, there is a heaven and there is a hell. So if your privileges are revoked, or if you go, if you know, if you're, you know, you're on your way to heaven and you've been revoked, or revocation has occurred. What would you do? No, you know, what would you do? What would you be thinking? Because we have to we really have to think about these things. How are we treating other people? Are we treating people the way we want to be treated? You know, these all of these things add up. You know, are we patient with people? You know, are we kind? Are we using the gifts that God gave us? You know. Because all of this adds up, and it's almost like a report card. There's a report that's going to be set on um, the desk at those gates, and they're going to look through those reports to say, well, hmm, in 1946, you did this, and you didn't, you know, or someone did this, or you did this, and you didn't ask for forgiveness, or you didn't forgive the person. What would, what would be the look on your face, Michelle, if all of a sudden you seen a big stack of papers when you got to those gates? <laughs> I would probably be wondering what's in the papers or thinking about what's in them. What would you do? <laughs> what would they say? I probably have a big gulp in my throat, like, you know, trying to figure out, okay, okay. 
Yeah, well, we would all be thinking about what is what are in those papers, you know, with your name in it, telling you that tells everything that you've done or didn't do. And that group of people, the parole board, as they say, has to your life is in their hands. That's a scary situation when your life is in the hand of people who sin just like you and I do, who make mistakes every day. Who you know, who are sinners, just sinners saved by grace. If they're Christians, if they're not, you know God loves everybody. But we have to be careful when our life is in other people's hands. And a lot of people say, "Boom, go back, no pro, no um, revocation." And that's a scary feeling, because one thing we have to realize that. What are you going to do? What would you do at that moment in life? And I but did light at the end of the tunnel. There is a light at the end of the tunnel, but when we come back on our second half of the show, that's what, you know, I'll discuss a little bit because, you know, there's a little light at the end of the tunnel. But the first half, I put the question out there. The question is, again, will you be revoked from heaven? Do you have your ducks in order? Are you ready to move on, you know, when that time's come? You know, you don't want to go up there, you know, to that spiritual parole board and, you know, you're sitting waiting and they're all looking at these forms and stuff and you try to figure out what they're whispering. I like that. That God just gave me the spiritual parole board. So, you know, you're you're going out there looking and you're you know, you look you know you know how we looking when people talking about you and you wonder what they're talking about. They may be whispering, you wondering what they're whispering, and then they start asking you questions about your life. What would you do? You're listening in with Man in the Mirror with your host Hezekiah Al Montgomery and co host Michelle Johnson and the question tonight is Will you be revoked from heaven? When asked, uh, you can call in at 917-889-2271 or log in at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash man dash and dash the mirror. And again, the question tonight is, will you be revoked from heaven? Are you ready? If you have, If we go before that spiritual parole board, you know, will they allow revocation or will they, will they, you know, won't they allow revocation? You know, what, you know, what will they be talking about? We all live a long life, contrary to belief, good or bad. What will they be talking about? Will they let us in? Or, you know, will you be sent to your demise? Will those things that you've done in your life set you up for your demise for eternity in hell because a lot of people don't think hell is real hell is there you know hell is real and we have to be ready for it you know we have to be ready for the outcome not ready for hell but excuse me but for the outcome of our life you know again you know I started to show off you know hearing someone say well basically you condemned the person already when you start saying stuff like that in the show, you're basically condemning the person already saying there's no hope. And we are, that is not for us to say or do. We are not, you know, we can't condemn anybody. We can't judge anybody. Even if we are over them, we can't condemn, we can't judge. Only God can do that. And we just have to, re, we, we have to realize that God said, again, um, he did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He wants everyone saved. And he and the key word to that is world. That means the whole world that through him every you know, every everyone might be saved, or they might be saved that they everyone will be saved. So revocation, you know, the question, you know, that is a word. And, again, I give a definition of revocation and is to cancel, repeal, rescind, reverse. 
annulled, nullified, void, invalidate, countermand, retract, withdraw, overrule, override. So, you know, with all those definitions of different ways of saying rescinded, I changed my mind. Reverse. Well, we're going to re- we thought so, but, you know, again, yeah, I was going to let you in that heaven and show, but because of that thing you did back in 1984, I, I can't let, we, we can't let you in because we don't know, you know, if you really have changed since night. This is your before the spiritual parole board. We don't know if you have changed. So we're not ready. We don't know if you're ready to come into heaven. Yeah. People may laugh, and I want people to think. What if what if you were brought before the spiritual parole board? You know, we think the worldly parole board is something. What if you were before the spiritual parole board and everybody had a book with everything that you did in your whole entire life? What would you do? Would you want them to open that book? Or would you say, hmm, well, hmm, would you be thinking, you know, what would you think? Would you want them to open a book or would you not want them to open a book? Because they can they can see everything you did then they're at the end of the book. They have to make that decision. Are we going to allow him in heaven? Or uh, will he be sent to hell? This is just food for thought this evening because meantime, as we go on, when we hear things around us, you know, I want you guys to be able to think, pray, and pass the word along. Because a prayer is the best thing that we can do for anybody. But to make a blatant statement that you you know you, you know you should be revoked. Again, none of us you know none of us are perfect. You know we all make mistakes. I keep going back to saying all have sinned. So you know for you know we have to start start showing love. You know, if we show love, we can help each other out. I'll say that again. If we show love, we can help each other out. You're listening live with Man and Mayor. With your host, Hezekiah Al Montgomery, and co-host, Michelle Johnson. You can call in at 917-889-2271 or log in at www.blogtalkradio.com, forward slash man dash in dash the mirror. And just join in, or it's going to be on demand after 10 o'clock. Give it about to 10.30, you'll be able to listen to it. And if you have any comments, you can go to our Facebook page on the, um, on the, in the um, event page and just make, leave the comments. And maybe, you know, we'll bring them up at the next show and say, hey, this is what people said about uh episode we did called Will You be revoked from heaven, you know, because, you know, nobody wants to be revoked. We're going to have a couple, uh, hear a couple of notes from our supporters, and we'll hear some music, and we will be back. A note from our supporters, music instructions for our learners, where music knows no age. If you're interested in music instructions such as piano lessons or instrumental lessons, please contact us at 443 474-5491 574-5491 and set up an appointment to talk to our instructors. Another supporter is Curvy Boss Project. Curvy Boss Project was created to empower, inspire, motivate, and change the lives of four-figured women. Curvy chicks are boss chicks too, not to mention beautiful, intelligent, and talented. Please check them out on Facebook at Curvy Boss Project. We will return after a little bit of this music, and tonight's song will be played tonight, titled Made Away.
it has dis dismiss, deny, invalidate, vacate, set aside. You got a little extra noise over there, sir. Sorry. Set aside, erase, disclaim, disown, pudiate, negate, Ooh. obliterate, Ooh. void. Uh, a few things. A few things. Wipe out. So those are some of the the um, like synonyms, the definitions of revolt. This is what revolt means. So that revolt, that word carries a lot of weight with it. To revolt, I mean, you know, it sounds like you can just. It says obliterate. That's like totally destroy something. And so I just wanted to first read those, and then I wanted to read, because we were talking, you were talking about just now, you were saying, um, you know, God won't do you like the, like the world will. And that, that question, will you be revoked from heaven, I think it carries a whole lot of meaning in it, because um, I think revoke from heaven is is actually God isn't actually going to do all the revoking like it's going to be on us when you were talking about when when we get up there and you know we were making you were making a joke about you know the the parole board looking at all these papers the and spiritual parole board yeah, and you biting your nails <laughs> trying to figure out if you're going to make you're it sweating. or not going to make it you know, you I know, mean, that, but the, the, that's happening because that's some things that you realize in that moment. You realized it a long time ago, but you dismissed it. But you realize at that point what all you may have done that could have jeopardized your standing in Christ. And so I think that's the thing that people need to really pay attention to. But I wanted to talk about um, that point that you were making that, you know, how the world will revoke you. Um, so, you know, we need to have a hope greater than that that's in the world. So, uh, John 15, um, starting at 18, is that, you still got some extra noise over there, sir. <laughs> what are you doing over there? <laughs> Technical difficulties going on over here. I got this. I right, keep going. It's a, uh, John, John 15, starting at 18, it says, If the world hates you, remember that they hated me first. If you belong to the world, the world would love you as it loves its own people. But I have chosen you to be different from those in the world. So you don't belong to the world, and that is why the world hates you. Remember the lesson I told you. Servants are not greater than their master. If people treated me badly, they will treat you badly too. And if they obeyed my teaching, they will obey yours too. They will do to you whatever they did to me, and we know what they did to Christ. Because <clears throat> you belong to me. They don't know the one who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to the people of the world, they would not be guilty of sin. But now I've spoken to them, so they have no excuse for their sin. Whoever hates me also hates my father. I did things among the people of the world that no one else has ever done. If I had not done those things, they would not be guilty of sin. But they have seen what I did, and still they hate me and my father. But this happened mm. to make clear the full meaning of what is written in the law, they hated me for no reason. Mm. Amen. So if that doesn't explain Amen. why Preach you get revoked in the world, <laughs> and that's a good good explanation for why some of us feel so rejected of the world, and we get so sad, and people, you know, people literally kill themselves. Because they feel like the world has rejected them and keeps on rejecting Mention them. no revocation. 
branches yeah. of revocation. And so, you know, people literally take themselves out because of it. But in the word of God, it tells us plain and simple that that's going to be exactly how we're treated. And one other thing that, you know, the, the other side of the coin, as I like to say, because it's that same comment you were making. And I was like, wow, he just went where I was trying to go. <laughs> but um, if you read Ephesians 1, starting at verse 3, it says, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted and not rejected, accepted in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that he who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. In him who you also trusted, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. And all of that boils down to saying, if you want to get it in, in what do they call it, layman's terms, basically it's saying... Yeah, translate it, please. Translate it, please. <laughs> They said, and I'm actually I'm gonna pull it up in um, the easy to read version too, because I love that version. Um, you know, it really, really puts things in plain text. But the meaning that I've always gotten from that from those that group of scripture is that he has the world may throw us away, but he certainly did not, and went so far as to make sure that through Christ, that we will reconcile back to him and given another way to be able to come to him and and um, meditate on him and be with him in a whole nother way um, other than how they were in the, in the Garden of Eden. And so we now have that relationship back with Christ, and he has wonderful things planned for us, and he's planning on, you know, us, being there with him. And so he has his plan in place. We just have to not get distracted by being revoked, rejected, and anything else from this world and allow that to take our mind off of where our treasure truly lies and who has our back because it's God, because he went through a lot to have our back. You know, he he has to, you know, send his son down here and just think about everything that happened with with Jesus. He sent his spirit wrapped in flesh down here to be tortured and rejected for us. So if you think about that, there's no way you can ever feel beneath or below or, or unworthy of anything in this world, knowing who you are in Christ. And I just wanted to read a little bit of the easy-to-read version because I, I do love this version. It says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In Christ, God has given us every spiritual blessing. In Christ, he chose us before the world was made. He chose us in love to be his holy people. 
people who could stand before him without any fault. And before the world was made, God decided to make us his own children through Jesus. This was what God wanted, and it pleased him to do it. And this brings praise to God because of his wonderful grace. God gave that grace to us freely. He gave us that grace in Christ, the one who loves him. In Christ, we are made free by his blood sacrifice. We have forgiveness of sins because of God's grace. God gave us that grace fully, freely, with full wisdom and understanding. He let us know his secret plan. That was what God wanted, and he planned to do it through Christ. God's goal was to finish his plan when the right time came. He planned that all things in heaven and on earth be joined together with Christ as the head. And that's just part of it. But I know that probably sounds a little better to people than, than what I was reading, but that's what the scripture was saying to us. And I think that's just it's just awesome how it's telling you this is how much God loves you. This is how much he thinks you're worth to give his son. He made a way. He made a way for us to be saved and given back over to him and be in, in uh, air and joint air with Christ and, and come to be able to get an inheritance from that. So I, I think that is what we should be concentrating on and not what the world does. Well, 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 she wakes up at the end of the show, but that's all right. That's all right. That's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Michelle. Way to go. Now, I'm going to head that up with something I found on the Internet, which is such a sweet thing, the Joe McGee Ministries. If you haven't figured out by now, know this. The devil is a liar, and he will do everything he can to keep you from having God's blessing on your life. But the truth is he can't stop the blessing. There's a story in the Bible in Numbers chapter 22 and 23 about a king named Balak who wanted to curse the nation of Israel because he was afraid of them. He had a prophet. Balaam to pronounce a curse on Israel, but God would not let Balaam curse Israel. Instead, God had Balaam bless Israel. King Balak was angry, but Balaam told him, God is not a man. He will not lie. God is not a human being. His decisions will not change. If he says he will do something, then he will do it. If he makes a promise, like Michelle said, then he would do it, do what he promised. He told me to bless them. He blessed them. So why can't I change that? Numbers 23, 19 through 20. When God pronounces a blessing, it's a done deal. Nobody can revoke it or change it. The only thing that will stop the blessing of God on your life is disobedience to God's word. But if you're walking in obedience, then the blessing of God will be on your life. Amen. And that says it all. And that was just a question, you know, with the, you know, you did a good job in the show. That's we're winding down the last four minutes of the show. But that was the Less than four minutes. That was just a question that was on my mind. Will you be? Because, you know, will that spiritual parole board be lurking in your somewhere in your life down the line that you have to answer to them? And the last 10 minutes of the show, we basically just gave you the answer to that. Michelle did a lot, you know, read a few scriptures, and she's going to put those in the event page. So if you want to go look them up, they are there. She can copy and paste all the information in the event page. So when we go back and look at these things, we, you know, have some scriptures. And I'm actually going to put that um, put that link to Joe McGee Ministries there. So because we need something just to remind us 
that when people open up their mouths to try to curse you, because to me that's just what that young lady was doing, she was trying to curse him, you know, that if God has a promise, because he loves us all, he did not want any of us to be condemned. He wants us all to make it to be by his side, to be with him in heaven, then, you know, nothing can stop it. Who would to know that that young man would actually get his life together later on, but we as human beings are ready to revoke him. We can't do that because if God did not give up on us and all our mess, then who are we to give up on other people? Any closing comments, Michelle? No, I think those scriptures really said it all, so I don't want to add too much on on top of those. But, you know, I do encourage people to go back to the um, excuse me, the um, what's the thing called? The event page. I'm like, what is the thing called? Go back to the event page and check out those scriptures and the link that Hezekiah is putting in the room. And just read about it and think and meditate on those things for yourself because we have to make sure that we're not the ones who will cause God to turn us away when we get to the end of this race because we just didn't take to heart the sacrifice that he made for us and the choice that he made, you know, to bring us back to him and the purpose that he set on our lives, we have to really take heed to what the word says. And we have to be engaged, not just with God, but even with the world, you can be um, in the world without being a part of the world. You're not of the world, but we are to engage the world to talk about Christ. So it's, it's things that God has set for us to do. So just make sure that we're doing those things, so that we can never be revoked by him and 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 a complete opposite that we'll actually be um welcomed by him when it's that time for us to go. Amen, amen, amen. And with that said, I'd like to take time for all who have been listening. If you called in, if not, that's fine. Because, you know, these are on on demand, which is a good thing because you can listen to them over and over. Did I say over and over again? And the question is, you know, we don't want you to wonder, will you be revoked from heaven? We want you to know the answer to that question. This is as a, and with that, as as simple as can be, this is Hezekiah of Montgomery signing off. And we'll see you at the mirror.